You're listening to episode 75, brought to you by Homeschool in the Woods and Purple. Go to homeschoolinthewoods.com to see their newest release of their passport study of Rome. And for a free purple pillow with a purchase of a mattress, go to purple.com and enter the code LOVELY. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely Season 4, the podcast for real moms who are seeking Jesus, trying to live their roles well, and working to add a little bit more loveliness to their life, even in just the little moments. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa from CultivatingTheLovely.com and Bull Turquoise across all social media. And that's right, ladies, we are officially in Season 4! Can you even believe it? I can't believe it. It seems crazy that we are entering into our fourth year of production. I am so excited for all that we have lined up for this fall. We have amazing ladies coming on the show, not only talking about their books, but some amazing projects that they're working on. And I think it's a really, really fun lineup. We have some fun new things in store for the podcast coming up this fall that is hoping to get all of you involved as well, which I am very excited about. And the Cultivating the Lovely Network is releasing a brand new podcast called The Same Page that is coming out on August 27th. There'll be more on that in a coming up episode of Cultivating the Lovely, but today I'm very excited to have a very fun guest on. We had a blast chatting together because we really understood each other's love and passion for planning and prepping things, and that is Kendra Hennessy. Many of you have reached out to me saying that you know all about Kendra, you love what she has to say about homemaking, and so I'm so excited to be able to share our conversation with all of you today because we really dive into the nitty-gritty of getting yourself prepared well for the come of the school year. Whether you're a homeschooler or a traditional schooler, I think this podcast has things for you to help you get the year off on the right foot and not start off already feeling behind. I think we've got some really great ideas that you are going to love, and it ties in really well with our focus this month in the Patreon group, which is the Great Prepathon, where we are going week by week and dissecting how to get your meals on point and your routines and your clothing habits and how to get on top of dealing with all the paperwork that's about to be coming your way. I think it's got a lot of great stuff that really builds off this podcast. And so if you would like to get access to all of those challenges and the community as other women are going through that same process of getting themselves ready for the new year, come over and join Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to get in there. We've got all kinds of different levels that you can get involved with. Plus, as you heard on last week's episode, we have our What Ingrid and Fiona Like podcast that is so much fun. And by joining Patreon, depending on what level that you join in on, we also have our brand new Yellow Brick Road community that partners with our brand new The Same Page podcast. I know it's a lot of names, but I think once you get in there, you'll get it all figured out. It's super fun that when you become a Cultivating the Lovely patron, you automatically become a Same Page patron as well. So you're basically getting double for your money. You're getting the resources for both podcasts in one membership. And I think we've got a lot to offer. I'm so excited as we're gearing up for this new podcast. I don't think you guys are going to be disappointed. But enough about all of that. I've been chit-chatting for too long. Let's get on with this episode with Kendra. Welcome, Kendra. I'm so excited to have you. 
Hi, thank you so much for having me. I can't wait for this conversation. I know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's perfect timing, but in case people don't know who you are, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm Kendra Hennessy. I am the founder of Mother Like a Boss, and I serve as sort of like a home management strategist. I've gone back and forth like I don't really know what to call myself, but I really really help moms um, with home management and modern homemaking. So I give moms the tools and the strategies that they need to run their homes more effectively, more efficiently, so that they can enjoy their children. Um, I'm really against the need to um, be perfectionist in the home and Mm -hmm. have to do everything perfect and instead do things more effectively so you can actually enjoy your children. I think too many of us have kids and then we get going with the day-to-day stuff and we don't actually enjoy our children and that's kind of the reason we had them. So (laughs) so that's what I do. Yes, I love that. And I was so excited when I kind of was like looking into your vision and what you talk about, because I think it very closely aligns with what we've talked about in Cultivating the Lovely. And a lot of the things I'm a huge proponent for are like planning and prepping well, because I think that the better planned you are and the more you've prepped in advance, like the more you're able to enjoy real life. And so that's why I'm so excited to have you on the show because in August, in our Patreon community, we have a challenge going on and it's all about planning and prepping so that we can get off on the right foot in the new year, whether you're a homeschooler or you send your kids to school or whatever your life is. I think this is kind of prime season to be getting ready for starts of things to be happening. So I just kind of want to hear you like your best tips. Like what do you do in August? What do you encourage other moms to kind of get on top of so that their year can start well? Yeah, I first of all, I love that that's your August theme because I am such a nerd for planning and yeah. prepping and organizing. Like, I love it so much. I even as a kid, I was the kid that like loved getting a new agenda every year. Yes. Like, I was that weirdo nerd. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I love it, and it's 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 great this time of year because September, August, and September is like Mom New Year. It's yes. like our New yes. Year. <laughs> it's so um, true. It's great. And so I love this idea. Um, For us, like where I live, uh, school starts in September. And I know a lot of people like it might start in August for some people, but. Are you north? Because you're in the east, right? But you're north. And I'm in the north, but in the west. And so most things I think I think of versus like east or west. But this is definitely, I think, a north or south thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because we start in September, too. Yeah, I know. So we always start after Labor Day. And I know so many of my friends that start like are it's, you know, the what the 18th of June, and we aren't even done with school yet. Yeah. I mean, my kids aren't even done. So and I have so many friends that have been done for weeks. So yeah. I know that, you know, it depends on on when your kids are going back to school. But for me, August is like a really especially towards the end of August is a really great time for us to decide what our routines are going to be for the Mm -hmm. new year. And for us this year, at least in my own home, it's going to be very different. I have a daughter that's going into middle school and then a son that's going into kindergarten. So we're like fresh start city over here. Things new. Um, So what we are really going to do, I kind of have it planned. We have a vacation towards the end of August. And then as soon as we get back, those last two weeks of our summer vacation are really going to be preparation for the new year. So things like deciding when wake up time is going to be Mm -hmm. deciding on things like, are we going to be buying lunch or bringing lunch? Um, How early do we need to be waking up? And 
starting the routines then, not when school starts. So I'm big on like starting your routines weeks before so you can kind of like troubleshoot, yeah. <laughs> figuring out what works and what doesn't, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. a drill. <laughs> like they have yeah. fire drills at school. We have to have like morning drills. <laughs> I love that idea because we just, yeah. Well, for us, we've been homeschoolers all these mm-hmm. years. And so this is the first time that we are going to have like getting out of the house happening every single day of the week. <laughs> that is a little overwhelming. And I think yeah, getting everybody prepared and on that same page before it actually hits is brilliant. Yeah, it's just I remember doing that when I was in high school, like the the week before I'd start school, I would like get up at the time I thought I was going to get up and just like get myself ready as if I were going to school. Again, I was like a nerd planner That's person. So smart. So my mom didn't even have to tell me to do that. I just did it. And uh, it just helped because it, I was able to see like, oh, I don't really need to wake up that early or oops, yeah. I really need to wake up a lot earlier. And then also um, I'm big on our nighttime routines. Mm-hmm. Like I'm it's kind of runs our it runs our life in a way. Um, it kind of prepares us. I like to I love my nighttime routine because I feel like I'm prepared for the day before bef- or the day yes. after before it's even happened. Yeah. So setting up then the nighttime routine for the, for that new year. Like what are some things that you can do the night before so that you're not running around the morning of like, we even know like breakfast for the kids um, or a choice. Like it doesn't have to be like down to exactly what they're going to eat, but like, do we want waffles or oatmeal or like giving them the choice the night before having bags set out, clothes set out, Mm -hmm. um, shoes next to the door. So you're not running around the morning of like, where's the other shoe? Is it underneath the bed? (laughs) Stuff like that. So, um, I'm really big on just figuring out what your routines are going to be and then giving yourself that that grace period to figure it out and to tweak it. Because I always tell my students and my audience, like, don't be afraid to tweak your routines. Just because you put a routine into place does not mean it needs to be your routine for the rest of your life. Yeah. Change. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And I, I'm definitely, I'm so on that same page with you of like getting stuff set up the night before. And I'm even trying to figure out like how much I can even do farther in advance than that. Like I saw this brilliant idea on Pinterest the other day with like a little drawer system for picking out the kids clothes. And I think specifically I have one daughter who, I mean, it's like, these are my, my tidy pants that I can't handle. And, you know, I am going to have all of our clothes picked out on the weekend. Like I'm not even going to mess with that in the evening because I know that once we have activities hit and all of that, it's, it'll be too much to try to do every day. Like as much as I can consolidate into one time of prep work, like I'm going to bag up all of the snacks that the kids will have in their lunch at one time for the whole week, you know, Yep. just any, any of those little like I don't know, life hacks to make it easier. Yeah. I think we may have been separated at birth. I know. I do the same thing. We, <laughs> I, I love out, it. Um, I have one of those like a uh, closet. It's like a hanging organizer yeah. that um, you're like boxes, cubbies. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put the clothes in each one of, of those for each day because it just lessens the decision. And we yes. have decision fatigue in yes. our Society. Like there's oh, just girl. too many decisions to make. Yes. And it's like, yeah. So just lessen the decisions by just picking it out one day, taking 10 to 15 minutes on a Sunday and going, what do we want to wear? What fits? What doesn't? What's clean? What's not? Yes. And then picking it out and then you're done. 
Like yep. you, don't, you don't have to do it every day. It's so much yes. easier that way. Yeah. Yes. I am. Yeah. Like seriously, I feel like we're like totally reading each other's mail yeah. <laughs> because I am all about finding those things. Even for me, like meal planning in advance, like I'll meal plan the whole darn month if I'm able to, because it's like, it's easier. It takes less time if I do it all at one time than over and over and over again. Right. Yes, exactly. And, um, I'm big on, like, I love systems. I love a, mm-hmm. a good system. And really, I th- I think people, especially moms, like they get very overwhelmed by the thought of a system because they think it sounds like a scary word, like, oh, there's a lot of stuff. But really, systems is just if, if X, then Y. So if this yeah. happens, then this happens. And so I even for getting prepared for the new year, what's going to happen when your kids come home with paperwork? What's going to happen when your kids come home with artwork, with stuff that you have to sign? What's going to be the system? Figuring that out before it even happens is going to make it so much easier than having all of your kids come home and just drop their crap on the dining room table or the countertop, which is pretty much where everyone (laughs) puts their stuff when there's no system in place. So we actually just bought even for the end of this year into next year, just like a new um, hanging file folder that we put on the side of our cabinet in our kitchen Mm -hmm. because it's unused space. And that way, all that stuff can go in there instead of sitting on the countertop. And it's just like a, it's like temporary filing stuff you're going to need right now, but you don't need to file away. So just figuring out those systems beforehand is so helpful because you're, you're not learning as you go, which can be very chaotic when you have a lot of children. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I don't think you're, you're probably not aware of like my current living situation. We're living with my parents. Uh And so it's especially like, keep the stuff off the counter. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And we've never done the school thing. And so I, I kind of, you know, had seen from friends, but there is that little bit of a reality check of, oh, there's going to be lots of paperwork coming home. Like, like you said, I need to have a plan in place or it's going to be total madness. and I'm not going to be well prepared for that. Yeah. In the digital age, I still cannot believe how much stuff comes home from school, like just papers and flyers and announcements that they've already sent an email about. And it's like, there's just so much paperwork that we just have a system where it's, I just look at it as soon as she gets home. I uh, take a picture of something if I need to with my phone and I have a little folder on my phone for That's the kids smart. stuff. And then every, I, if it's something that has a date on it that I don't need any of the other information, I put it in my calendar immediately and then I throw it away or yeah. put it in the recycling bin. Um, because if not, it, in a matter of a month, you could have piles of papers and then you're, then it's too late. Then you're like, yeah, I don't know what I need and what I don't need. This is too, this is overwhelming. Yeah. yeah. And then you stuff it in a bag and then you don't take yeah. care of it. And then, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You it's just forget much, about it. You're like, I don't want to deal with it. Yep. Much easier yeah. to just be on top of it right from the start and Absolutely. yeah, eliminate a lot of that. Today I'm excited to tell you about a company that I've personally loved for years, Homeschool in the Woods. They're a publishing company that focuses on providing high quality, hands-on focus materials to help your children learn in their own way, whether they're visual, auditory, or kinesthetic learners. They include amazingly detailed lap books that are absolutely beautiful. Loads of notebooking pages packed with information, timelines, maps, era costumes and recipes, 3D projects, radio theater, the list goes on and on. 
specifically their two larger history series are Time Travelers for American History and Project Passports for World History. And they have big news. They just released a study on ancient Rome. It's the last of their five Project Passport series that now include Egypt, Greece, Rome, the Middle Ages, and the Renaissance and Reformation. Both the World History and American History studies work well as standalone or complementary studies. I know we've used them both ways in our family. They work great either way. They also have gorgeously drawn timeline sets, map sets with geographically focused notebooking pages, and many smaller hands-on studies on subjects like U.S. elections, state history, composers, artists, and Old and New Testament. Finally, they recently put together an a la carte menu that allows you to purchase many of the projects that can be found in their larger studies individually. This allows you to buy exactly what you need without purchasing the whole study. The a la carte menu is constantly being updated, so sign up on their email list, which you can find at the bottom of their homepage at homeschoolinthewoods.com to get updates when anything new is released. And also, just for you listeners, if you use the code THELOVELY at checkout, you can get an additional $5 off any purchase that is over 50. This is only good through August 19th, so make sure you get that back-to-school shopping done now. Again, go to homeschoolinthewoods.com and use the code THELOVELY at checkout to get $5 off your purchase of $50 or more. So we've talked about clothes. We've talked about meals. Like, what are some of the other things that you think are really important to get on top of? Like, even just getting your house prepared for Mm. the new year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm big on um, cleaning routines. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my business is um, talking about how to make cleaning more manageable, how to make it less of a punishment for everyone in the house, how to delegate. So as this new school year comes up, your house is still going to need to be cleaned. It's still going to need to be managed. So if you can get into a better routine of chore management for your kids mm-hmm. before it happens, then that again is just prepping for the, for that time. Um, I think a lot of people when their kids go back to school, they have this mentality like, well, they're in school all day and they shouldn't, I don't know, I feel bad asking them to do stuff. And I'm like, right, but they come home and make a mess. So yeah. then- it's their responsibility to clean it up. So really just figuring out what kind of after school activities or extracurriculars or evening things you're going to be doing. Um, is it easier to do things on weekdays or on weekends? Is it easier to do things in the mornings or at night? Some people's kids wake up really early, earlier than they need to go to school. Um, I know a lot of people like that. So maybe that's the time where they can do 10 to 15 minutes of chores. Maybe Mm -hmm. not. Maybe they're waking up five seconds before they have to go to school. So it would be something after school or in the evening or on a weekend. But figuring that out beforehand so that, again, when the new school year is upon you, it's not just this like hamster wheel, which is what I think a lot of us get on. We're like, okay, the new school is gone. Start running on the hamster wheel, but you're not actually getting anything accomplished. So yeah, the cleaning routine is another great thing to do to kind of plan for the year ahead. Yeah. I love what you said about the chores because this is again, like a whole new world for me. Normally my kids would just do their chores during the day while they were at Mm -hmm. home. And so there is this adjustment and thinking like, well, when, when will he empty the dishwasher? (laughs) Like, I guess he's going to have to get up early enough to do that and that's something that like mornings they're not my time right they they are not good that's why having a really great evening routine is you know paramount but even I know in order for us to have a successful year 
I'm going to have to get up earlier and because I want to be able to be present with my kids in the morning. Right. Like I'm sending them off into the day. They're going to be gone for the day. I don't want their last impression of me before they go to school to be like, mom was frazzled, yelling at us to get in the car. Like, the earlier I'm able to get up, get myself together, and be on top of things, then I feel like the better I'll be able to send them off, that I can be yes. more intentional about that time, that I'm not just like scurrying around trying to find people's socks and, you know, whatever. I, I want to be able to use even my mornings effectively, which for me as a non-morning person to say that is really, <laughs> really something. Yeah. But how do you how do you handle your mornings to send your kids off well to school? Yeah, that's that's a really great question. And it's also a great point that you were making about like not everyone is a morning person. I totally understand that. Um, I tend to be more of a morning person. I always have been like evenings to me. Like once I hit a certain point of the night, I'm not a night owl. My husband is. So okay. um, I'm just like, good night. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go to bed. So uh, the mornings are really my time where I can get up a little bit early and spend time by myself. But I understand what you're saying because next year, the next school year, my daughter normally starts school now at, at nine o'clock. So that's mm -hmm. what time elementary school starts. Her bus is going to pick her up like a little before seven in this Whoa. new year. So we're talking about a big difference. And even though I'm a yeah. morning person, I'm now going to have to get up even earlier yeah. to make sure that she's up to make sure that she's getting, you know, doing the yeah. things she needs to do. Um, and I'm right with you. I want my kid's last impression of me to be like, hey, have a great day at school. Love you. Miss you. See you later. Not like, oh, my God, grab your bag. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, I don't want it to be that. So for me, it's a lot of nighttime stuff, just getting everything prepared the, the night before. I mean, I know that I already said that, but we even we just we have bags ready, lunches unless it's a perishable item, packed and ready to go. Mm -hmm. um, coats and shoes next to the door. Any papers that have to be signed or taken care of are done. Clothes figured out. Snacks in the bag. Like anything that can be done the night before, mm -hmm. we get done. That way, they that way, the only thing we have to do in the morning is wake up, get dressed, eat breakfast, brush our teeth, and kind of like normal things you can't do the night before. Yeah. Um, and then I also think, for me at least um, – Getting up a, even 10 minutes earlier than I normally would just to spend time by myself mm -hmm. has been hugely important for me, um, especially since I work at home. Yeah. It can be very easy for me to kind of just fall into waking up, checking email and checking social media. And then you start off already frazzled, like, yeah. oh, there's so much to do. So instead, I just started waking up like a little bit earlier and doing like some journaling or some meditation or whatever, you know, just sitting down with your coffee by yourself, whatever yeah. um, makes you feel calm, just so that you're starting out the day um, for your for you and not just for your kids. Um, mm -hmm. That's been really helpful for me because I fell into a really bad trap of waking up and just immediately starting to serve others instead mm -hmm. of serving myself. And when I switched that, it helped a lot. Yeah, I'm never my best self when my kids wake me up. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> I, I'm really not. I need to be able to like get a grip on reality before I'm dealing with them. And something, again, as, as a work-at-home mom, I think I've really been thinking about how much our life is going to change heading into the fall and having my kids gone and really utilizing my hours well during the day. And I at first I was thinking, oh, well, once they go, then I can do, like, I could have that time to myself or whatever. 
But then as I was thinking, about it, I was like, no, I have to work. Like, I can't, yeah. I can't do that then. It still yep. needs to be first thing in the morning so that then I know that once I have them at school, my thought is going to already be to, okay, now I need to work. So I'm, I know that I won't take that time for myself and I really need to be doing the job that I need to be doing. And so it's really yeah. making sure that I have carved out that time. And I've just, like you said, I need to start getting up earlier, probably now to prepare myself. I need to work into as early as I'll need to get up by the fall. Um, but I think that that will be a huge thing to be able to just get my feet under me, get myself centered. And like for me, i like spend the time in the Bible and in the word yeah. and praying and just getting on top of my day. And I know that that will make a big difference and allow me to work efficiently, both in my, my mothering and in the job that I need to do. Absolutely. I, uh, my, my friend, Ali Kazaza says all the time, wake up for your kids, not to your kids. Yes. And I'm like, Oh, that's so, it's so true. Cause when you said I'm never my best self, when my kids wake me up, I just, I like, I, I wanted to like praise hands. I was like, yes, yeah, that's how I feel. Like when my kids wake me up, I just, I feel like I'm already starting behind the ball. Like yeah. I'm already starting the day like, oh, now we got to get up and they're asking, all my son's asking for breakfast and yeah. you know, my, I can already hear my daughter. Like she's literally the tiniest little person ever. She weighs like 80 <laughs> pounds. She's as tall as me. And she sounds like a herd of elephants going through the house. <laughs> and so I'm already in that. And so when I wake up, for my kids. Yeah. I feel like I'm showing up like much better when I can go in and wake them up or yeah. I've already been awake for 15 minutes and then I hear them come down. I feel much happier yeah. and like I'm a better mom when um when I'm able to do that. So yes, yeah. I agree. <laughs> and I think also especially like getting out of the house if I am ready before I'm trying to get them ready, like I have my clothes on, my makeup, my hair, whatever it is I feel I need to do to get ready to leave. If I'm not trying to get myself ready, that makes a huge difference to my mentality and helping them get ready because I don't have to think about myself anymore. Yes. Yeah. I started, and this was difficult when I started working from home because I had a cleaning business for 10 years before oh, wow. I did this. And so I was out of the house, you know, I'd wake up early, obviously, and then go to people's houses and clean. Mm -hmm. So when I started this business and was working from home, it was really easy to get into the trap of just like staying in my pajamas all day and not taking a shower until later. And what I found is that that I was getting depressed. I was getting yeah. very depressive because of that. And so I started to think, well, what's different now than before? And it was getting up and taking a shower and getting ready. It was yeah. like the actual getting ready for the day that I was missing because I was staying home and I felt like, eh, I don't really need to unless I'm getting on a video. Who really cares? Yeah. So yeah. getting, I love that idea of getting up and just even sometimes just getting up, taking a shower and getting clothes on helps yeah. me because then I'm like, okay, now I can, I can be up for the day and, and I'm me and I'm a person and I'm not just like the mom in the pajamas that's trying to run around and get her kids ready. Yeah. So, great. And I mean, and I think of it even on like church days where I, mm -hmm. I want to look decent. I want to be put together. You know, yeah. it's not just like, oh, I can slap on my sunglasses and run them to school or whatever. Right. Like, I want to <laughs> look better. And if I have waited or somehow my my getting ready routine has been constantly interrupted by doing little girl's hair and helping find clothes for people and whatever. I'm always then the last person to finish getting ready. 
Of course. And then I'm just more frustrated, you know, so I can be more calm with them if I know I'm not having to worry about the way that I'm presenting myself. That's already done. But yeah, I I can be present for them. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. (laughs) Yep. Oh, I love you've got so much great stuff here. It's just well, it's so you. fun to to talk with someone who's who's got these same ideas about, you know, getting ready as I do. So how do you think that moms can do a good job of striking that balance between being well prepared versus aiming for unrealistic perfection? Yeah, that is such a great question. Um, so a a quote that I am constantly reminding myself of, I actually wrote it on my whiteboard next to me, is a Dwight Eisenhower quote of okay. all people. And it's, planning is everything, but plans mean nothing. And the the real, when you think about what that means, because I've said that to people before and they're like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, <laughs> actually it does. Yeah. Um, planning for something is extremely important because you don't want to just go into every situation every day of your life and just like winging it, right? Because that's where the chaos happens. But where perfectionism comes in is that we expect the plan to go perfectly without a hitch. Like Mm -hmm. no one's going to get sick. No tire is ever going to get flat. No alarm is ever going to not go off. Like we always think that the plan should be perfectly executed when in reality the plan really means nothing because the plans can change at any time. Mm-hmm. So the planning is what's the most important because you're getting yourself mentally and physically and emotionally prepared for something. So Absolutely. a routine is a great is a great like example of a uh, planning. A routine is like okay, this is the way we're going to do things. But at any given time something could come into the mix and change the plan. Mm-hmm. It could, you know, you we all know like the best laid plans and then a kid yeah. barfs. Like yes. and we're like, okay, well, great. But the more you've planned ahead, the less that little thing that has come in is to tweak the plan is going to be affected. Yeah. Because the planning helps you to kind of um tweak things at a moment's notice. And I think just remembering that helps with getting out of the need for things to be perfect. Um, And I'm a big believer that perfectionism is what drives procrastination. So while Mm -hmm. many people believe, I I hear, it breaks my heart when I hear moms say like, I just kind of feel like lazy. Like I'm not really, I don't really do anything and I'm not doing things the way I should. And I look into it and I'm like, you're not lazy. You're scared of doing it wrong. You're Mm -hmm. scared of it not being perfect. So you're not doing anything. And how many of us out there have done that? It's like all or nothing. If I can't do it perfectly, if I can't know every step of the way, I'm just not going to start because I'm scared that I'm going to do it wrong. Um, I say just focus more on the planning part and less on the actual plan um, because that'll help so much with like you said, striking that balance between wanting to do things in a certain way and and needing it to go perfectly every day because that just becomes overwhelming. Yeah. No, yeah. I completely agree. And I think that a lot of times like that act of planning is really the biggest thing that prepares me for what's coming. Like I sit down with my planner. I am a total planner girl. I, yeah. I love it. I you know decorate it. I whatever. But a lot of times I spend that time on the weekend planning everything out. And I don't refer to it as much during the week as you would think I would. But that Mm -hmm. time that I've spent kind of getting a grip on what's about to come, that's the most valuable part of it for me because it just helps me to get in the right headspace and know what's coming. I think that's, that's a huge part of planning that people 
discount like they think that the planning is all about the end product when really the planning in and of itself helps prepare you for what's happening right I completely agree first of all I love planners so much like I love all things like planners and calendars and I love sitting down and looking at things as a whole and we just did it with our summer just looking at things and where are we going and when and what's our plan for the summer but at the end of the day things things could come up that we're not prepared Mm -hmm. for because you can't prepare for everything. So the planning just kind of gets you, like you said, into that mindset. And the planning is very similar. I say it's it's kind of like planning um, a, a road trip and you put it into the GPS. You put your end result into the GPS. And what does your GPS do? It plans your route for you. So that's the planning part. But at any given moment, there could be an accident or construction or something, yeah. and it's going to have to pivot. It's going to have to pivot a little bit. And had you not prepared at all, that pivot would be very difficult. But your GPS is just set to know, hey, we'll just go around it. No big deal. Like it's not a big deal. And that's kind of how planning in our lives can be and good routines can be. Um, They're just a great GPS system and Mm -hmm. you can pivot around the things that come up. And I think there's a certain amount of planning and prepping that you can do that also helps you to allow for those things to happen. I mean, just like having a good meal plan, having a good stockpiled pantry so that you know you have things on hand if you need a faster dinner than you had previously planned for or, you know, something goes awry. You forgot to take the meat out of the freezer or whatever. You have alternatives to be able to take care of the crisis before it becomes like a full on major thing. I, I even I'm speaking at an online conference this fall. And I talk all about like different ways that we can be creatively prepping and planning for our lives. And Mm. I mentioned even things like having a kit that you make. So it's like the sick kit, like the it's got the barf bowl and the, you know, otter pops and like the washcloths that you want to use and like everything that you would need if somebody comes down with the flu or, you know, the the kit for when somebody gets a cold and you've got Kleenex in there and you've got cold medicine and you've got all these things that you know you'll need and you don't have to run out to the store for last minute because I feel like that those kinds of things always happen for me. And so even trying to kind of think outside of the box of, okay what things could go wrong that I could allow a plan for so that I'm more prepared even when the unexpected happens, I think is incredibly freeing to be able to know you've got yourself covered in those ways. Girl, preach. That's exactly, <laughs> oh, I love it. That's, um, that is like the perfect example. The sick kit is the perfect example of the planning is everything. The plan means nothing because yeah. you're planning for a kid getting sick, but you never know when a kid's going to get sick. Yeah. So it's like, you don't, you don't know what the end result, when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. You just know at some point it's going to happen. Yeah. So you plan for that. And I think that's, um, that's so perfect. It's when we really sit and think about, um, planning things out and how, um, like unexpected stuff comes up. Think about how many people out there, um, wait until the last minute to Christmas shop, right. To shop for Christmas. Christmas falls on the same day every year. Doesn't change. Never changes. All of a sudden one year, it doesn't just go, Hey, never mind. We changed it. And it's actually December 5th this year. It's always the same day, but people wait until the last minute as if it's something that has just come up. And that just is a lack of planning. And for better or worse, I mean, it's it's up to you when you decide to shop. But the funny thing is that we discount so much of the planning part of things mm-hmm. and we just expect 
mm-hmm. there to be endless amount of hours in the day. And then we usually make excuses for why we waited to the last minute. Like, yeah. well, we had a very, we had a very busy few weeks and it's like, right. But you knew last year on December 26th that December 25th would be Christmas next year. So why yeah. do we wait? Um, to the last minute. So I think that's really important to how much can you plan and then just let everything else happen. Things come up in our lives that you absolutely can never plan for an unexpected death. Right. And, um, getting in a car accident or something, um, a a kid falling ill that, you you know, more ill and needing to go to the hospital, things like that are always the things that we, you can't plan for. So everything else, if you can plan for all of that, it makes those things much easier to handle. Yes. I think. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree. Hey ladies, sleep and rest have been a big topic of conversation for CTL lovelies lately. Because I know that when I've spent a night on a mattress that's just too soft, you know, it doesn't really give you any support, my body aches when I get up. And when I am achy and annoyed and I haven't had a good night's sleep, I am not the best mom to my kids that I could be. It affects my attitude and just my ability to be happy and productive. We need good night's sleep. It's just part of the way that we were made. Well, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a Purple mattress. The founders of Purple are two brothers who've been developing cushioning technology for medical beds and wheelchairs, the perfect people to be developing a mattress. In 2016, they finally decided to use their patented comfort technology to create Purple, the world's most scientific mattress. The Purple mattress will probably feel different than other mattresses that you've tried because it's actually made by a rocket scientist And it's not like the memory foam that you're used to. The purple material feels very unique because it's both firm and soft at the same time. So it keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus it's breathable, so it sleeps cool. It kind of ends up giving you that zero gravity kind of feeling for any sleeping position. You can get a 100-night risk-free trial, and if you're not satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. Backed by a 10-year warranty, free shipping and returns, and free in-home setup and old mattress removal. You're going to love Purple. And right now, my listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just go to purple.com and use my promo code LOVELY at checkout. That's purple.com, code LOVELY. The only way to get this free pillow is to use my code LOVELY at checkout. Purple.com, code LOVELY. I just think that, the like you're saying, like the more that we have, because I, I think people get daunted by... Yeah the work that it takes to plan and prep well. They think, oh my goodness, that looks like so much work on the front end. But it's just like with the homeschooling course that I released last year and is available now as well. I encourage moms to plan their entire year, create their vision, plan their year, prep for whatever art projects, science experiments, like get it all done in advance so that when you get in the moment, you're not having to try to find the supplies that you need and you don't end up just like chucking the whole idea because you hadn't prepared yourself well. It can feel really daunting to do all that work on the front end of creating a sick kit and meal planning well and getting your house all, you know, organized and set up for the new year. But once you're in it, you reap the rewards of it. If you start buying your Christmas presents right now, yes. you will thank yourself in in December. It's just, it's so worth it. I think this episode is actually going out like 
exactly five months before <laughs> Christmas. Perfect. You could have See? so much done. <laughs> you could get so much done. And it's, um, it's so funny. Like I always look at planning as buying my time back. Yeah. Like I just look at everything that I'm doing. Um, even if, whether you're planning for Christmas or whether you're teaching your kids how to do a chore. Like I, t- I always say I taught my daughter how to do laundry at eight because mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to take me months to teach her because yeah. you got, you have to over and over and over. You have to keep doing it over and over and show her the knobs and, and then let her do it and then watch her and all that stuff. But I knew that three solid months of teaching her has now bought me back three years of my yeah. day, of my time. I don't do her laundry. I haven't touched her laundry other than maybe just helping her bring it up the stairs, but I don't do it. So I look at planning as a way to buy my time back. Like I yeah. may be focusing a couple of hours right now on this, but then I'm not having to do it later. And yep. I'm not having to, I'm also buying back my energy mm-hmm. because the closer you get to something happening, the more chaotic it becomes. Like again, with the Christmas shopping, if you use yeah. that, if you do it now and you do a little bit each month, not only are you buying back your time, but you're buying back your energy so you can actually enjoy your holiday yes, season. Absolutely. And you're not like, frantically going out and like fighting the crowds or waiting for Amazon to deliver that thing to you. Like it's just it to me, it's all about buying back my, my time later. Yeah. And I would absolutely like when I look back on things, I would rather put in the effort on the front end than Mm -hmm. on the back end. And I mean, okay, I think of this in terms of potty training and I know everybody does this differently and this could be opening up a whole can of worms. But for (laughs) me, I was like, I want to get these kids potty trained as young as possible. And will that take a lot of daily effort to do it? Yeah, it absolutely will. And I know not all moms want to do that, but I would much rather have my kid potty trained by two than be changing their diapers at three and four. Like I am not into that. I want to be done. And so I will put in the daily hard effort that it takes for, you know, a year or whatever so that I don't have two more years of potty training down the road. Like to me, it's just worth it. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely, I completely agree. That's how I am with, with chores. Like yeah. I would just rather yeah. teach my kids how to do something. Um, cause I hear all the time from my students, like, or, or audience, like, Oh, it's just, uh, to teach my kids how to vacuum, like use, <laughs> Oh, it's just so long. And I'm like, right. But every single day that you're vacuuming and they're not, you're wasting your time. Like yeah. you're wasting time doing something that someone else could be doing. Yeah. And if everybody in the house pitched in just a little bit, then you would all have more energy to contribute to your family and you mm-hmm. would all be able to like have the freedom to go out. And yeah, I'm all about get giving myself freedom. Um, and anyone that's ever procrastinated, which I don't care how much you plan, like I have totally yeah. procrastinated on yeah, things and too. I am, I am always angry with my former self. Always. Yes. Every time I'm like, Kendra, what have you done? Why didn't you just do it weeks ago? This it's so ridiculous. Like yep. now I'm having to pay the price for my former self just not doing yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And I think especially yep. with stuff with our kids, when it's like training them, teaching them how to do something, a lot of these things are things they're going to have to learn later on anyway. Yes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, all kids are going to have to learn to use the bathroom at some point. Yes. All kids are going to have to learn to do their laundry and cook food and like all those things. Why not start earlier and arm them well for real life? I can't remember who it was. Oh, I wish I could think of who it was, but they, 
I read it in a book or maybe a podcast or something. It's not like a new idea, but they were talking about parenting your children for adulthood, not parenting your children for childhood. Mm -hmm. Because the point of childhood is teaching them how to be a good adult, not teaching them how to be good kids. Right. Because if they're never, they're only going to be kids for a certain amount of time, but they're going to be adults for a very, they're going to be adults for longer than their children. And I totally, I'm not one of those people that's like some crazy disciplinarian and it's like, you will act like tiny little adults. Yeah. I I want them to enjoy their childhood, but part of them enjoying their childhood is learning how to do things for themselves so that we have the freedom to enjoy ourselves. Like I always say, if everybody in the house does their chores on a Saturday morning and we get the house clean by 9 a.m., guess what we get to do for the rest of the day? Go out, have fun, enjoy ourselves. We're not focusing on it. But if mom's the only one doing it, it's going to take a whole lot longer. And then mom's not going to have the mental or emotional energy or even the time to go out and do fun things. So I just look at it, yeah, as raising productive members of society who feel good about helping, who feel good about like, hey, mom's, you know, mom does a lot around here. I'm just going to empty the dishwasher because it's here and it's clean and I should empty the dishwasher. Not because it's a punishment for living in the house. My like favorite saying now is, uh, cause I was trying to think of, um, parents or moms are always coming to me and it's always like chores are this punishment and their parent, their kids think of it as a punishment. And I was like, cleaning isn't a punishment for living in your house any more than brushing your teeth is a punishment for eating. Like it's, you make a mess, you clean it up. End of story. Like yeah. that's, it's not a punishment. It's, it's actually, I look at it more as like, I get to do it. Not, I have to do it. I get to clean up after my, my house or I get to do laundry because I'm blessed enough to have a family and I'm mm-hmm. blessed enough to have children that make messes. And I'm blessed enough to be an able-bodied person who makes messes. And so I guess just maybe that like mindset shift has yeah. helped me a lot too. Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. I need a little bit more of that mindset shift. But I think as far as my kids go, I think it it can't, I mean, sometimes I feel like chores are a punishment too. But I think it's helpful to remember that we, it, it gives us value. Like, and it yes. gives kids value. They are a valuable member of the family. They can do a job that contributes to the rest of the family that everyone else, you know, benefits from. They they are valuable. It, they matter. If they were missing, that that part would be harder on everyone else. Like knowing that they're contributing, I think, is also a really important thing for them to realize about doing chores. Yeah, and kids innately really from a young age want to help and yeah. I don't I don't think we mean to as parents but we kind of stifle that yeah. because what do we say when our kids when we're making dinner and our three-year-old comes and says like I want to help what do we say oh, no 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 I got it like yeah. no it's gonna be too hard so we stifle that from a young age so yeah. then when they get to be seven or eight and we say hey can you help me clean the bathroom they're like Ugh, I don't yeah. want to because wow. for so long, we've made helping like something we don't we don't want their help. Yeah. And instead, I say encourage the help. Like just give them something to do. Even like when it's dinner, when my son wants to help me, he's five. I'm like, I used to give him a bowl of flour and a and a spoon and just tell him he was helping. I was like, hey, can, bud, can you stir this for me? Like just yeah. stir this. It was nothing. It was like water and flour. But from a young age, I taught him like he was valued in the home and that his help was valued. And that helps as they get older um, just to to help in the house. Listen, they're always going to hit an age where it's just like, I don't want to do this. But I think that's just 
That comes with the territory. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it's it's part of adolescence and growing up, but that's exactly. a whole nother that's a whole nother, that's you know, whole thing, thing we can be working <laughs> exactly. with them on and attitudes. Right. Boy howdy, I'm dealing with that right now. Yes. It's like entering a whole new world with twelve year olds. For sure. But mm-hmm. but there it's it keeps me on my toes. Right. We'll, we'll say that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they cause me to grow constantly. Yes. <laughs> Well, I think that is a good place to wrap up. I would love to hear one way that you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life. This is such a beautiful question. Aww. I think this is so great. And so I gave it a little little, a little bit of thought. And right now, um, because of the season, like literally the season we're in, getting into summer, I think the way that I'm cultivating the lovely, at least in my family right now, is that we just created a summer bucket list. So mm. we created um, a list of things that we want to do this summer. Everything from stuff that costs money, like if we want to go to an amusement park, to things like playing outside in the sprinkler and going... Um, to the library on rainy days, like really just created a great list of stuff so that we didn't miss out on the fun during the summer, um, which can be really easy when you just get into the daily routine of life. So that was really fun for us to create. And I just feel like it's a great way to cultivate um, joy and happiness and freedom in our summer, which is to me lovely. Like, the loveliest thing that I can do is do stuff with my kids and see them smile and have fun and know that we're all enjoying ourselves. Yes, absolutely. That's a really good one. For me, what I'm doing is, well, I'm gearing up for the launch of two new podcasts this fall. And I know they're, I know it's really big. I'm really excited. And they're really intertwined. One of them is kind of taking things a step further and it's a membership podcast, but the other one will be on iTunes and free for everyone. It's called The Same Page. And it's about helping moms stay on the same page with their kids and have things to connect over. And so we've got like some memory work stuff and then we've got um, a different, another chapter of a classic children's story is going out every day of the week so that moms can listen to it in the car with their kids and whatever. And we're really, though we're taking it to another place of saying we can have great conversations with our kids from these stories, but we as the moms have to be able to come into it well. And so the only things that we can control are our attitudes and our atmosphere. And so we're giving all kinds of ideas for how to help our attitudes and how to cultivate an atmosphere, both physically and like emotionally and everything with all the senses that really helps us to enter into deeper relationship with our kids. And so right now I'm just thick in recording all of that and getting that ready. And I'm just so excited for that to launch in August. I think it's going to be a really fun resource and really build an amazing community of moms who are all wanting to do this together. I can't wait to listen to that. That yeah. sounds so fun. I I love anything having to do with connecting more with your children because yeah. Um, I have so much of the homemaking and the home management stuff down, but sometimes I feel like I am, I just don't have the connection on a daily basis and I'm always craving more of that. And so this sounds great. I can't wait. Yes. I'm so excited. So hopefully it'll be a, a resource that lots of moms will be able to utilize. Yay. Okay. Are you ready for the stock questions? I am. Okay. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Candles. Okay. Cloth napkins or paper? Ooh, uh, cloth on fancy days, paper on the others. (laughs) Okay. City or country? Country. Paper or digital? 
Ooh, um, paper. Okay. Shopping online or in store? In store. I'm old school. All right. It's four o'clock or whatever time that you make dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or to music? Podcast. Okay. And what are some of your favorite podcasts? So I um, I listen to a lot of business-based podcasts because okay. that's what I do. But yeah. um, my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts is the Mind Your Business podcast um, oh, with James Wedmore. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Um, I think anyone can listen to it, whether you are in business or whether you're a stay-at-home mom and never plan to have a business in your life. It's very mindset-oriented, and mm. um, he's just um, – he's a genius, so it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Dark. All right. Sports or no sports? No sports. Okay. Live <laughs> broadcasting, would you rather broadcast or watch? Broadcast. All right. And what's your favorite platform to do it on? Um, Facebook, for sure. I do okay. a lot of – I am actually have one in, a, in an hour. Yes, All I right. love broadcasting on Facebook. Fun. Okay, what is your favorite movie? Oh my gosh. Um, this is such a hard question. I know. <laughs> like I have like a billion in my head, but I always think of like my favorite movie is a movie that I could watch over and over and over and over and yeah. never get tired of it. And so that is probably the money pit. Oh uh, yes. Uh, love that movie. I could watch that movie every day, never not laugh. I yes. would, my whole family loves it. We quote it all the time. Yes. It's hilarious. So do we. That was one of we watched that movie all the time when I was little oh. and we'll still be like two weeks. Two weeks. Yes! <laughs> Every time someone in our house is doing construction on something, it's yeah. like or in our family is doing construction on their house, we're like, when's it gonna be done? Two weeks, right? Or like, really uh, it can apply to any kind of every- project. <laughs> like when's that gonna be how much longer are you gonna live with us, Mackenzie? Two weeks. Yeah. Yes. I'll be out of yeah. here. Okay, so if you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum and zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where would you be? I would say I'm like a solid six or so. Um, I had a home birth. So, awesome. you know, that, that yes. launches you up the crunchiness scale. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely am very spiritually based and, um, I, I like natural things and stuff, but I don't think I'm quite over to like the, the super crunch side. So I'm like, a I say I'm above the middle. So I'd say about a six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I had home births as well. Mm. And I think, I think that crunchiness it's like a pendulum. I think when you're in that early baby stage and you're having those home births and stuff, you feel like I am crunchy woman, hear me roar. And now that I'm like done with cloth diapering, done with all the the things, I'm like, I'm kind of middle of the road crunchy now. That's kind of how I am too. Like I really was. And I think it's also perception because people that I know or yeah. not crunchy at all, they would probably put me at like a nine. But yeah. then other people who are really crunchy are like, well, no, you're not that crunchy. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. It all depends. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it was so fun to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was really fun, Kendra. Okay, well, hopefully we'll get to talk again sometime. Thank you. Okay, bye. 
Isn't Kendra a hoot? We had so much fun chatting together, which I'm sure you could tell by that episode. But if you missed anything and you want to make sure to be able to get all the details from this episode, then be sure to head over to boldturquoise.com forward slash 075, where you can find our show notes for this particular episode. As always, thank you to those of you who are leaving those ratings and reviews in iTunes and keeping us up on the iTunes list. I so appreciate all of you who take the time to do that. It really does make a difference. So thank you. Thank you thank you. And if you haven't done so already, as we discussed at the beginning of the show, you're gonna want to get in on the Patreon thing because we've got a lot coming, especially as we're launching this new podcast and all the fun things. You're not gonna want to miss it. So go to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to get in there and find all the fun things. In fact, if you run over there today, we just released the complete fall schedule for the brand new podcast, The Same Page. So you could be one of the first people to be able to see it and download it and have it in your hot little hands. All right, ladies, thank you so much for listening and being loyal supporters. I appreciate it more than you know. Until next time, go be bold and gracious. Thank you.